New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Diana Leaf Christian. She's the author of Creating a Life Together, Practical Tools to Grow Eco-Villages and Intentional Communities, and also Finding Community, How to Join an Eco-Village or Intentional Community. Diana, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. I know that you've been leading workshops worldwide, internationally, uh, on something called sociocracy. This is a method of governance. Can you share with us what that is? Sure. I can give you the, the quick overview. The term sociocracy means governance by peers and colleagues. It was created in the Netherlands in the 1970s. It includes decision-making and feedback loops. It's based on three values, equivalence of voice in your circle or committee to guide the work that you're doing. You have equivalent voice with everyone else in the circle. Transparency, we all know everything about the organization. And effectiveness, we tend to get more done in less time because this works so well. The purpose of sociocracy is to create a harmonious organization. And what it does actually is to help us organize our work and organize the policies that guide our work. There's basically seven parts the way I see it. The structure of circles and double links. Circles means committees, and double links are two people who are in one circle and another circle, and they flow the information between the two in two directions. And every circle has clear aims, which means ongoing objectives for what they're accomplishing, what they're providing to the people that they serve, which would be their own organization if it's an intentional community. And feedback loops, that's another part, that's the second part as I slice the pie, which is how we create into every proposal words that say, once the proposal is implemented, how we'll measure it and evaluate it. And when we do that, what dates of upcoming meetings, where we'll do that. And then we always do. And when we do, we look to see whether we want to keep it as it is or change it or even throw it out. So every single proposal only has to be good enough for now and safe enough to try. The other five parts of sociocracy are when we're having a meeting to decide policies for how we got our work as compared to work meetings where we're organizing details. When we have one of those meetings, there's five things we can do. Create proposals, consider and decide proposals. That's called consent decision-making. Help select people for roles in our circle. Give role improvement feedback to people in those roles and consent to other circle members. So that's the seven things. What I found is it really works well when an intentional community or any kind of member-led group, it works well if everybody learns that we use all seven parts and we use them correctly. What doesn't work is some of us use it, others don't use it, and we use only some of the parts, or we change them to become a hybrid with top-down majority rule voting or top-down boss decides or consensus. If we make it a hybrid, it's not going to work and we won't like it. So the four benefits that I've found is we tend to 
have better meetings, get more done, feel more connected to each other, and be better organized. And that's sociocracy in a nutshell. Okay, wow. I know you just gave us a three-day workshop, and boom. And so there's a lot to delve into here. And I know that we don't have time in this cafe to really go into all of that. So I encourage people to look up sociocracy in the internet and on your website, dianaleafchristian.org, O-R-G. And she spells her middle name Leaf, L-E-A-F-E, dianaleafchristian.org, org. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. So, Diana, I want to go back to something you said in that brief overview. You said that when a policy is first proposed and implemented, it is good enough. For now. For now. Or safe enough to try. Or safe enough to try. Those two items just really pop for me. Can you expand on that? Sure. Um, I'm used to consensus decision-making in intentional communities where when we make a decision, we'd better get it damn near perfect. We'd better use clairvoyant abilities like Nostradamus with our right brain and Einstein-like brilliance from our left brain to predict and control every possible thing that could go wrong so that we get the proposal right because we know that once we spend arduous amounts of time on meeting after meeting in order to figure it out and to modify it enough to everyone can live with it because some people don't like it and we have to change it and this takes months. We don't want to revisit that thing. We want that thing to sit there and stay there for a long, long time because we don't want to go through this again. And it's a conservative method. Consensus decision-making is conservative. It tends to support the status quo. What we've got is what we've got, and it's hard to change because it would take every single one of us to approve a and proposal. In some ways, that's the democracy that here in the U.S. we live with in some ways. I think that we're talking about majority rule voting on one hand and consensus decision-making on another. But to contrast both of them with, with sociocracy, the tension in meetings goes down and the relaxation goes up because we know that we don't have to get that proposal damn near perfect. We don't have to be as good as Einstein and Nostradamus to predict and control it. All we have to do is be regular old folks because we know we can change it because we built it that way in the first place. And then we know that it only has to be good enough for now and safe enough to try. And if we don't know, we can just find out. Okay, let's find out. And we can have more relaxation and peacefulness because we're not going to predict and control. We're going to evaluate and respond. Evaluate and respond. So it takes it out of that competitive power over sort of governance? Well, there is often power dynamics going on in the group in intentional communities that use consensus, even though consensus was designed to have equivalence and not power dynamics. But there still often is because any of us could block any proposal at any time unless we have a modified version, which I highly recommend that if a group's going to use consensus, they use the in-street consensus method, a modification developed by in-street co-housing in Davis, California. But if they're not going to do that, I recommend sociocracy, which it takes three days to learn. I just want to say clearly for people to understand what you just said, and you're using the letter N. Because in Davis, California, there's a co-housing community on the street known as N next to the streets L and 
M, and that's how they name their streets in Davis. And this community is there. And 25 or 27 years ago, they developed a consensus method that is a modification that works so well that I highly recommend it when a group wants to use consensus. But sociocracy is going a step beyond that particular consensus method. That's correct, because consensus is not a governance structure. It's a way to decide. Governance isn't just about how do we decide, but what do we decide about? How do we organize our resources of time, money, and energy? How do we decide who does what and who keeps track of what things where? It's the whole enchilada is governance. I just want to mention, because you mentioned this in another interview, that in sociocracy, it's more like a three-pronged stool rather than just two prongs, either or. Well, I'm talking specifically about one of the seven parts, consent decision-making. I like to think that there's a three-legged stool that holds up that process. I ask groups not to try it and not to use it unless they have the three legs. And one is to fully understand what an objection is, because that's part of consent decision-making. It is not a block. And the second leg of the stool is the clear aims of the circle, What is the circle doing? What are the things that they are producing or providing the people they serve? It's all tied to the aims. So the aims have to be clear and specific and precise. And the third one is feedback loops, which means we write the words in the proposal itself, not elsewhere, but right in there, how we're going to measure and evaluate it later and the dates upon which we're going to do this. And when we do, we can keep it or change it or throw it out. And that's why any proposal only has to be Good enough for now and safe, safe enough, enough to uh, try. To try, yes, <laughs> yes, safe enough to try. I'm, I'm starting to remember those words now. And that does help us all relax around it. Yes, the, the fourth step in consent decision-making is where we consider the proposal and you can either say objection or no objection. And if you say objection, that means you can see something about the proposal that you can see how it could be made better. When I teach this, I have a giant wall poster with big letters that everyone in the room can read that shows the six really good reasons to object so that the facilitator can say when the person says objection, and if the person can't really say why, they ask him, well, is it any of these six things? Can you show how it's tied to these? All the six things have to do with the aims of the circle. So aims understanding objection, and using feedback loops is what any group needs to know very well before they use consent decision making. That's very good because it seems to me, Diana, that if somebody's objecting to something, they may just have an intuition. This just doesn't feel right in my gut. And then if you have that chart up there with six items, then that might help me to better articulate and therefore be more informative and might make it better. Oh, it will make it better. And it's perfectly legitimate to have a vague feeling of intuition of something about this isn't right. But then the person needs to make it clear what logical, reasonable facts that's based on that are demonstrable and that we can all understand. And we can help them get to it. And that chart really helps people. That's what I'm getting. And I'm getting excited about it because I can see there are so many tools available to us to help us to clearly articulate what it is we want and why we want it and who's going to 
facilitate it and how it's going to turn out and how we'll evaluate it and all of that, that's all available to us. I can see that you're absolutely catching the excitement and this is why I'm excited about it. So yes, meetings go better, people feel better, meetings are more relaxed. Why? Because this is a beautifully designed whole system. It's a whole system, and that's uh, it seems like that's what we need these days. Diana, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. You're very welcome. I've been speaking with Diana Leaf Christian, and she's the author of several books, Creating a Life Together, Practical Tools to Grow Eco-Villages and Intentional Communities. She also is the author of Finding Community, How to Join an Eco-Village or Intentional community. If you want to know more about her work, you can go to her website, dianaleafchristian.org, and she spells her middle name Leaf, L-E-A-F-E, dianaleafchristian.org, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe and invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.